just a few fellas on a podcast Ripping in the pitching jokes and sharing some laughs Or I'm lying in the bedroom Jerry Bernstein Ooh, they want to know if it's something If it's anything Often featuring Lady Corbin Well, originally the plan was to do a uh, not an outfit swap, but I would I would purchase for her something that she had to wear, and then she would purchase something for me that I had to wear. Mm. Um, that morphed into me saying, "All right, like you don't have to do the other thing if you don't want to, but I will uh, just give you a fifty dollars budget." Well, you can still, I'll still do it. Yeah, I'm making mm. him style me. It's like Ooh. doing it's like half of the deal without getting paid. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're not letting her do the fun part. <laughs> so I was like, hey. Um, $50 budget and, and you gotta, you know, I'll, I'll wear whatever you do. And I, I, I also left out open the door if I was like, this could be a prank too. You could just make me wear something ridiculous and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. And I have to pay for it. So, uh, <laughs> she just, she, she took the task like a champion and she got me a great outfit for last night. Mm. Uh, I looked super snazzy and mm. I had a great time and she's got me a second outfit. So yes. she also was a good shopper and found some deals. So I have another look for tonight or maybe for perhaps 50 bucks. Wow. Uh, Holy yeah. moly. Oh, yeah. That was last night. Ooh la la. I said, Lee showed me the picture. I said, he looks like he's in the Newsies and Mumford and Sons. <laughs> this is this is the that's so I, accurate solid <laughs> yeah so you managed to get two outfits for rob ryan who is not a he's very tall so you know it's a lot of fabric to purchase yeah. i don't think they pay, make you pay per fa- fabric they do yeah yeah i went to ross dress for less is what happened and also oh, ross. uh mm. the one that he wore last night was the tamer of the outfits i picked a much crazier one and he said whoa uh but and that one's one, tonight no that one is vegas mm. oh it's right. oh well mm-hmm. i'll, I'll uh, happily wear it tonight uh, too but we can do vegas, vegas. no I don't vegas know. baby vegas. Um, <laughs> I wonder what I tonight just, tonight tonight okay perfect i just said <laughs> vegas because that would be a good time uh because we're also going to do this for mark uh i don't know if rob mm. was entirely in on this but i, I like this so. idea so much that i offered it to mark too uh, so I'm going to style Mark, our tour manager, and then mm. Rob and Mark at some point are going to style me. A lot of opportunities for either just picking out cool outfits or prank, prank, prank. Yes. Well, Rob probably feels like it's a prank, but I got him a uh, cross the body, uh, just like a little bag. It's a little Adidas bag. Mm. And he said, he said, and I quote, do I have to wear the bag? <laughs> <laughs> on on stage, on stage. I said no, not yeah, on that stage. That would be very suspicious. People would be like, "I think this guy's gonna bomb us." <laughs> <laughs> Those are very in. Those are very in right now. I'm They're sure that uh, Pete Davidson has one on in his most recent special, probably. Yeah, I think it's I, a. I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, it's a it's a daytime look or a walking around look, not a show look. I promise. Oh, yes. All right. No, I don't want I don't want Lady to try to paint me as being like the the guy who's like, oh no, not this. Like, which I feel like you kind of do like, last night a couple of, times. You're right. You're right. And I was right. like, Lady, this was my idea. I'm totally you're right, for you're this. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I hope this isn't too much for you, Rob. I'm like, I approached you with this. I'm super down. I'm you did. But as soon as I was telling you, like. You should do like a half up, half down. Then I felt like, am I controlling this look too much? I wasn't no, I, sure. I, I wanted to dive in fully. The reason that I was re- uh, uh, hesitant about that about the hair stuff was because uh, I was just woefully un- underprepared for that, and and I know Sorry. my hair really well. No, no, don't apologize at all. Any like little like, oh, geez, hmm, that you were getting from me was me just like having gone through many iterations of of like hair thought and decisions. And I was like, yeah, half up, half down's good. But if I don't have mousse and hairspray, I'm, it's not going to stay. Hey, mm. what's up? It's hey, Bowers. Hey, Chris Bowers. I actually did not realize that it was Bowers until you said that. And I was like, whoa, this guy's just being real aggressive. He doesn't grab these. I thought it was this guy cut through the lobby. That's so Pepper spray. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, that was Bowers, and he couldn't hear us because I have my headphones in. Rob, very similarly, a uh, long time ago, I was rolling with this group of guys who I was the food guy. 
I was the one who like brought people to cool restaurants and we would and they they wouldn't even order. They would just be like, Jared, order us a bunch of food for the table. And I was like, you got it, you know. Wow. And then That's one day, my, a, one of these guys, he had a friend who owned a restaurant in in little Koreatown here in New York. And the owner of the restaurant was like, we're going to do a photo shoot with all this food. Like, do you want to have your friends come down, eat the food? We'll take a bunch of pictures. It'll all be for promotion. And he was like, great. So I show up and they started feeding me food as though I was the squeamish one. They're like, try this, Jared, try this. And I was like, I, you think I'm going to shake? <laughs> and then I would eat it and they were like, that's pig butt. And I was like, it tastes okay. You know, like, Lady, I want to try this also when we get on the road together. Um, my concern is sizing, though. I would think that. That was the biggest. You know, problem. you got to try on things so it can't like be a surprise, right? Well, it was tough. Yeah, mm. I actually have a side story to go with that as well. Let me just pull up a photo here. Um, so yes, my biggest concern too, because she, because I didn't go with her, I, you know, and it was a bit of a reveal. Originally, that wasn't the plan. It was mm. we were both in the store, and if we had the time, I'd have been like, oh, here's a thing, and you know, we would have found the right size. But I'm getting to pick the fabric and the pattern and the whatever the look. Uh, so she went, I had some, I did whatever, I had students, I think, and she went off to the store. I just said, hey, here's here's the plan. And I said, I'm a 32, 33, 32, 34, maybe a 33, 30, whatever, just a couple of different pants. And she's like, I have a 32, 32, and it's a skinny pant. Uh, so I was like, yeah, that'll be fine. So um, basically, I just had to make a decision, like, like left or right, like where my dick was going to go. Like I just had to, like I, I had to make a strong choice to be like, am I going to place my balls here or here? like there is no, yeah, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. Mm -hmm. There's no shifting mid show. No, just no, like, there was no, yes. <laughs> wiener, you're on the left, balls, you're on the right. <laughs> um, so it, they were, they were tight, but they're great. I think they look, they look fine. I don't mind yes. the style at all. I like it's the a look. Balls look great. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good skinny pant, but it was, uh, mm. anyway, that, that was the one little like problem I'd say. It was, mm -hmm. <laughs> Just, was the sizing. What's going on with you, Brett? How you been doing? Uh, I've been good. I've been in a mania. Um, I think, mm. uh, but not the. I don't. I don't think I have um, like a bipolar thing. But I have in the past, like for like a year and a half, gone straight into just like workaholic. I, I hit a point when I was like 27, 28, where I was like, oh, I've been doing stand up for seven years. I don't have a lot to show for it, other than like respect of my peers. And all of my friends who, you know, got jobs with their degrees are now, you know, buying houses and getting married and having kids and stuff. And I was like, hmm, I'm at a bit of a crossroads here because I neither need to, you know, start from scratch and go get a normal job because um, not really. I'm like at that point, I'm like sewing my pants back together because I can't afford to buy new pants mm -hmm, if, I, mm -hmm. if I get a hole in them. Yeah. Um, so I was Sorry like, if I pause the story real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. You have, I think, the most examples of anybody that I know of how poor you were at, <laughs> at the time. Because I always talk about when I was super poor as when I was eating rice and beans like for every single meal. But for you, it's like I was sewing my pants back together. I was, you know, I took a lawnmower and that was my car. Uh, I, <laughs> I do. I was, I was broke for a really long time. I was really yeah. just, I was and whatever less... That than hand to mouth is like I was mm -hmm. just accruing slowly accruing debt uh, while like uh, making enough money to pay rent, but then like oh, but in order to pay for these dental bills, I have to open up another credit card. Uh, so like I guess hand to like mouth, but then you bite the hand a little bit, you start gnawing on it. Awesome. I remember my my last roommate, he came home and he kept a few times he was like. He kept going like, wow, you're really handy. And I was like, I was broke for a really long time. <laughs> he saw me sewing. He saw me fixing stuff. I was like, I just have never been able to afford to pay somebody. Saw you uh, stepping on heroin. <laughs> it just be like, we can make a lot more money off of this if we just add a little baby powder. <laughs> Very resourceful. <laughs> I had a bad couple of years. Anyway, so I was, I was like, I need to either start from scratch or I need to totally double down. So I stopped. I didn't date. I didn't. All I did is I went to work. I worked on social media. I did shows at night and that was it. Like no movies, no TV, no video games, uh, no going out for drinks. Like really, that was my entire life. Work, shows, try to expand my career somehow. And f after like a year and a half, I had a bunch of really good things happen to me. I started like mm. popping on Twitter. I won the Martin Grant. I got on TV. 
I had a, I got to go do uh, Brad Garrett uh, way way before I was ready. Um, this was a really really nice club in Vegas. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it was like I was in I wasn't sleeping much at all. But I was in like this mania, and I was just like constantly working, constantly, and I feel like I've hit that recently after turning down um, a comfortable but not goal-oriented opportunity that I was given. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of like was like, okay, well, if you're going to turn that down, there's no more excuses of, well, yeah, that that guy is not as good of a comic as me, but he's blowing up because mm-hmm. he's posting a TikTok all the time, and he's doing all this, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. But I now I have no excuse to, to not do it. Now you, now you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I can do that and I, I, I have to do that because otherwise I would feel really bad about turning down this opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, it's always yeah. good to uh, get that productive streak up your butthole. Mm. Absolutely. Do you have any, say that. thank you. Do you have any memory <laughs> of the past when, when you did this before, like how, what was your emotional state during that time when you were just like, you know, uh, work, 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 show, 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 work, 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 show, 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 like no sleep, work, Work, another work. Anybody get that reference? TikTok? No. Never mind. Okay. I haven't yeah, gotten so, that deep into my promotion yet. What was your what was your feeling like, you know, either in that time or reflecting on that time? Like were you happier? Were you stressed? Were you what It was what, a lot was it was I say mania because it was like it was so many highs and lows. It was like constantly like I could be killing it and then nobody knew it and then I would just it didn't matter, like nobody knew how well I was doing. I remember I had like these things going viral and comics who knew me would see it because their friend from high school would post it and they just assumed that I posted it and then they would see and they're like, why is he posting Brett's thing? And I just, it was like this weird independent success that mm-hmm. eventually, you know, petered out and then people started to, to notice and, and I, I built up a little heat, but it was just, uh, yeah. And then, and then sometimes I would be like, I was just working so hard that I would forget to eat. And I all of a sudden I'd be like, things were going well. I'd get this like crazy anxiety and I would be like, oh my God, I'm just like worried about, you know, all these things that I, that aren't going. I'm like, am I getting blacklisted? Why am I not getting this opportunity? Why not that? I'm working so hard. You know, what else do I need to do? And then I just like eat and I'd be like, oh Everything's fine. <laughs> so I was just, yeah, it was, it was just very manic. It's not a mania because that's a, you know, an actual part of bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. but it was a, a very a manic moment in my mm-hmm. life and uh, not a lot of sleep, but a lot of productivity. Now, instead of being like, okay, well, I have to go to work, so I can't work on stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I've worked on stuff all day, so now I should relax and sleep. Yeah, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still not sleeping too much. I'm still, still getting. I keep waking up early. Like I got ideas. Like I gotta. Yeah, I gotta get the move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, love I love. I love a little mini manic episode. I think it's great. It's yeah, I'm, I'm like in favor it, and, and it feels like now my emotional state is better than it was there because I have the resources and the ability. I don't have a day job that I have to report to, and I, um, you know, I'm, I'm like okay on rent, so I'm, I'm like I don't. I can actually like treat myself well when I'm not putting my pedal to the metal. That mm-hmm. is great. I love it. And I feel like I have a similar thing where when I start getting productive, my I, I love just like putting another spinning plate on the on the table. And the thing that I've learned as I've gotten older is that at a certain point, if you feel like if I feel like I should put another spinning plate on, I shouldn't. And mm. just be like, all right, well, let's deal with these plates real quick, you know, and then, oh, maybe we right. can read a little bit. We can watch a little television. Then we can get back to the plates again. And that that way you don't get overwhelmed and, you know, completely lose your mind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think the metaphor started to fall apart for me. Like the plates, uh, like the plates would <laughs> if I added more plates. <laughs> I've never seen a guy at a circus or anywhere else have spinning plates and go, oh, time for TV. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I already got two in my hand. <laughs> I'm juggling. Maybe it's time for me to smoke some weed and just chill out, you know? Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> Jared, I also love the idea. circus. This guy's, <laughs> this guy's spinning a bunch of plates, and then, mm-hmm. and then like, you see on his face him debating whether he can do one more, where he's like... <laughs> but then he watches TV instead. He doesn't just stick with the two plates. He watches television. He's spinning. Pl- he's still spinning plates. <laughs> and then he turns on some television. And he's like, I can man- I can handle these plates. This is not with too his, many plates. With his free foot, he just turns on the television. Yeah, and now everybody's watching the plates and friends <laughs> with this guy. <laughs> I need a manic episode on tour. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how deep to go into it, but uh, it's been a stressful little run here. Uh, that, oh, well, yeah. no. well, I, don't, I, I think part of the reason I have taken such a long break is because you can't have this kind of productivity while you're on the road there's too mm-hmm. much uh survival there's too much like 
you know, I, I don't have time to like be like, oh, what could I work on? What, what could help me? It's like, I got to figure out how I can eat before the show. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm going to faint. And so going on these long stretches of touring, I would come back and be like, I just want to rest. That's all I want to mm-hmm. do. And then getting out of that rest mode when I finally could was very, very difficult. I wish I had another head so I could agree with you more, Brett. <laughs> and that, that's the reason why my jaw is on the floor to think about Rob yeah, teaching God. still. Yeah. Just wild. Yeah. I have yeah. this weird, I, I have, you know, the, the, the sort of, you know, if you, if you want something done, give it to a busy man type thing. Like, mm. like my, my life does wind up being like that. And, and when I, when I, good decisions wind up be getting good decisions for me. And I'm just like, well, if I'm in my mind, I'm like, if I'm fucked, I'm fucked. And I kind of just go, let's do as much as we can and let's make this happen, you know? And I don't know, it keeps me from crashing completely. But then I got a little sick and it was like, everything was very bad. I mean, I was like sitting there like, uh. <laughs> like I literally, I like truly almost fainted and just mm. no sleep. And it was, it was just nuts. But um, and what's crazy about Rob is that none of us knew this was a quiet oh, yeah, internal <laughs> falling apart of Rob. Oh yeah, I found out uh, that's the way he know, does it. Years after he went on tour with us for like a month and a half, where I was like I really bonded with Rob, and I was like, man, this guy is awesome. And then he was like, told us on the podcast eventually, he's like, oh, I was at my lowest in my life then. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I don't want to hear shit about not telling people I was engaged, not telling people when it was my birthday, not telling people when my dad died. Not people telling people where they should meet us for my birthday. Rob, Rob shows up with his arm in a cast and you're like, what happened to you? It's just like, oh, my arm's been broken for the last four years. I just didn't think I, I just didn't tell anybody. I hope you're feeling better now. Um, l- largely, yeah. <clears throat> um, I've heard you know lady kind of clearing her throat a bunch this morning i hope uh hope you're not feeling oh. too bad mm. how do you feel well i've been sniffly for about seven months now um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's oh, not even a joke it's real that's longer than that Poor lady. yeah maybe longer than that but i don't know i must have some kind of sinus infection and i thought that this thing called flonase was working yeah. but i guess not but but no actually i feel great compared to the two weeks before going on tour where I had a really bad cold and then that led to tonsillitis. And then I reacted to penicillin a couple days later uh, and broke out in very, very itchy, horrible red hives. Uh, And then I had two days of doing better. I got mentally very bad. And then I went on tour. Ah, This is an emotional roller coaster. Which which has been also a roller coaster, so. God, God. it's been awful. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm like so happy one. for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> the hives were, were bad, too. She looked like she had grayscale from, from uh, <laughs> Ooh, exciting. No, no, but it, re- it really was like all over her body. It was, it crazy. was awful. It was oh, terrible. Lydia, I mean, it, was, it was one of those roller coasters at Coney Island where just the whole thing is bad. you're like ow everything hurts i I feel like uh, i do i do i have this weird thing and i should probably adjust it too based on the feedback that you guys are giving me where i feel like i do put my you know if someone asks me what's going on i'll be like i'm like i'll just i'll say i'll be like i'm really exhausted i'm not feeling great you know and to me that's enough for you to be like you should just know what that means because that means like i i would not say that unless i'm like like almost on system failure type thing. Mm-hmm. And then when, if I don't get that like sort of respect from hearing those words, I'm just like, well, I don't need to talk to you. Cause you're not like, I don't, I, I'm not going to communicate to you better that I, I, I can't like handle like that. I'm just not feeling well other than the words that I already kind of gave you. Speaking of hives, I did a thing at my allergist. She, I told her that I was allergic to penicillin and the doctor asked me, well, what happened the last time you took penicillin? And I was like, what I'm remembering is that I took like a whole course of penicillin. And then after like a week, I had a whole bunch of hives, but only in one place on my wrist. It looked like I had a tumor just like growing out of my wrist. And I remember taking a video of it because I'm like, I was like, this is weird. I'm definitely going to die. And I want to have a record of this. And then I went to like, like, you actually have hive. (laughs) (laughs) Just one huge hive. (laughs) One big. It sounds like one of those. You actually uh, have to kill the queen in order to get rid of it. Oh, that's so funny. One of those 1950s horror movies, the hive. (laughs) One big hive. When I first broke out in hives, I told them that I thought it might be the penicillin. And they did blood work on me. They took my blood. They ran it. Uh, And then when I came back about a week later, they said, I asked them like, so am I allergic? What did the test results say? And they said, oh, we didn't run it for penicillin. It was like, that's the one thing I wanted. <laughs> they were like, 
but we can take some more blood from you today, or we can do a skin test for you to really find out. And it was the day before tour, I think. And I was like, I'm not going to do the skin test because I don't want to go through it again. Right. And they'll probably tour. just come back and be like, you do have skin. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't feel like doing any blood work. So they were like, okay, well, I think we have like an old half a vial of your blood. So we'll just use that. I was like, okay. <laughs> and they came I don't back remember and- giving that to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this doctor's uh-huh. office is, uh, it's like less than a block from our apartment and it's very convenient. <laughs> Yes. Mm. <laughs> Understood. Okay. Uh, I put the pieces all together. Yeah. Less than a block for an apartment. Very convenient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was that fiasco. Mm. It's so funny that because this is actually what I was bringing in for my catch up today was that I had a really bad bout of acid reflux. And so I decided to pull the trigger oh, yeah. and I hired a homeopathic doctor to try to help me through some of these issues with my body. And uh, he's got me on a whole regimen of uh, supplements and uh, gave it. What do you got? If you went through the same process that the specialist, (laughs) but but now it's like, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You actually, I only do energy. You have to go to a crystal guy for that. <laughs> I specialize hey, in my, energy through healing crystals. I don't know if my crystal's working. I, I don't know how many times. I, I, I am an energy specialist. Okay? I specialize in auras, not crystals. <laughs> anyway, I like this guy. He seems all right. He did give me his email and I sent him an email and he has not gotten back to me. It's been like three days. So that irks me a little bit. But other than that, he seems okay. Well, but the thing, was his email like some... um, like fantasy Star Wars erotica 94 at AOL.com? <laughs> at Earthlink. Email while he's meditating on a mountain somewhere. At connected Earthlink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he starts off the Zoom. He's like, he's like, hey, so tell you a little bit about me before we get started. And I was expecting him to be like, I went to school here. I did this. It was much more of a friend bio than that. Or he's like, <laughs> grew up in Connecticut, two loving parents. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> high school sweetheart. But we had to break up when I went to college. <laughs> I, like, I don't know why I'm getting all this information, you know? That is so perfectly classically what I was hoping that it would be. That's yeah. just great. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and not surprised at all that he has not answered your email. I love that yeah. you could be like, hey man, it took you like four days to answer my email. He'd be like, oh, you still believe in time. It <laughs> <laughs> takes me back. That is... it's, I find it very satisfying and very cathartic just to tell a doctor all the things that my body oh. has done to me. He's like, all right, so what brings you in today? And I was like, Oh my God, I, I've been waiting all week to tell you this. Okay. When I was this old, this happened. When I was this old, this happened. I've had reflux for a year and a half. And I can't make it. I'm eating nothing but rice and chicken and broccoli. It's a nightmare. And he's like, okay, we'll get you out some supplements. And I was like, I feel better already. So that's great. <laughs> you just needed therapy. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's all it was. You've been, you're so stoic. You're holding in your feelings and your body's breaking mm-hmm. apart because of it. No, it's just that like every time I tell one person this, it's like I can't tell them again. So I have to just like keep on finding new people to tell. It's a little bit like being addicted to a drug. I got new, I got to get new therapists every week. You know, you know what, Jared? You can tell me whenever you want. You get to pretend like I haven't yeah. told you before? Mm-hmm. I was, no, I'll just be like, ah, that sucks. Speaking of sharing things that suck, what has been pretty fast uh, pretty wild on on this trip so far i've been able to continue the streak of doing this uh, material preparing for uh mascot the the one-man show that i'm developing this year and people after the show coming up to me and sharing some of their pretty significantly traumatic and dark stories uh like on the merch line i'm very you know thankful that people are able to do that last night someone had come to me and um he, he wanted to say that his wife, who was on the fence before she's committing herself to, to going to rehab this Wednesday, she's checking herself in, and she was, and she just, he wanted me to know that uh, she was very moved and inspired by the set that I did, and I got to chat with him for a little bit, and I was like, well, thanks for being so supportive of, of your wife as she goes through this. He's like, I just wanted to, he was like teary-eyed as he was talk, talking to me too. Aww. So it's just been a, a, a really fun process getting to know people and seeing how I, you know, we're able to kind of evoke that level of, of comfort and communication. It's been really fascinating. And, awesome, and really Rob. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. It's That's been, great, it's man. Great. I know that you've been saying for a while that people have this really 
intense reaction to to the material but i've never heard such a i don't know a wonderful story about the except for like the emotional benefit of people hearing it like the i heard that and now i'm gonna make this positive change in my life like that's great man yeah that was that was the yeah i would agree with you that that was very tangible mm -hmm. uh and then i there was another guy who this uh, someone who actually bowers actually knew where i just had the joke where i was i mentioned uh, about you know, God, I think it's interesting. Babies don't collect memories right away. It's almost like God's way of saying to new parents, like, I'm going to give you guys a few years to get your shit together, and then mm -hmm, I'm going to mm -hmm. press record. And uh, Leedy had a drawing of it. And so he comes by, and he purchases the, the print from Leedy, and then he comes to me, and he's like, he shows me the print. He's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know uh, um, I, I'm sober two and a half years, and uh, um, the reason I quit was, was when my uh, latest daughter uh, was born, I just said, you know, I don't want her to start having memories. I don't want her to have memories of me like this. And I knew I had some time before she'd start collecting memories. And when you said it, I was like, oh, my God, that was my exact thought process when I had my baby. I was like, I don't wow. want I, – I got I, I got like a time clock. I only have a few years before I can whatever. So let me, mm -hmm. let me get myself sober now. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. That's great. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's dope as hell. That's really cool, man. Yeah, and that was one of the two prints I've sold on tour, so I thought it was really cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually refrained from making the joke where because I did feel this in the moment where he's like, yeah, man, look, like you, that really moved me. I even bought this print. I'm like, well, I'm the shot glasses guy, so if you want to support <laughs> me, you don't buy the fucking print, you buy the shot glasses. <laughs> but Lady's been uh, definitely underselling on this tour so far because... She had. She doesn't have rivers anymore with his great fucking reach around joke that was selling like hotcakes, and mm -hmm. she she lost all of her cash cows, and we're trying <laughs> to get her that next visual thing that's gonna that's gonna explode. Mm, that's um, true. You and you always had like she knows all of her best prints from my set. So right. like you always had me to to back up. Steve's doing new material. Yeah, I guess it's gonna take a little while to to mm. build that cache of killers. Yeah. Of, yeah. And don't worry, like, Lee. We got Science Daddy's coming back on the road soon. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, people do tend to buy a lot from Jared's set too, so that'll be great. But I think the problem is a lot of this new hour. Uh oh. Jared just took a very, very it hammed up. Sip. Oh. <laughs> <Correct>. Ooh. <laughs> well, the reason I covered this up is I didn't realize I just talked about my homeopathic doctor and I forgot which cup I grabbed that has like a fucking Buddha on it. Oh. I didn't do this on intentionally. I didn't want to just be like, yeah, I'm on supplements now. I'm feeling a lot better. <laughs> you know, and this, oh, that's this, so this funny. cup has a lot of natural energy to it, which is very healing. Why would you cover the that? Joke I'm gonna pitch. On bread. <laughs> the joke I'm going to pitch today is actually us all meditating for a couple of minutes. <laughs> I have this thing I'm working on where we just look each other in the eye and we really say, I love you. Like, and we mean it. You know what I mean? <laughs> When Leedy and I were in Baltimore, this guy came up to us and Leedy has a drawing of um, the, the premise of the joke is is like making children books dirty, filthy for no reason. At, at some point, Leedy shows it and the, there's a caterpillar, the hungry caterpillar, and then there's a dick in it. So this guy comes up and he's like... Uh, <laughs> He's like, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Pat, and oh my god, I have to get the hungry caterpillar one. He's just like super flamboyant, and we're like, yeah, okay, great. And then he's like, he, Lady prints it off, and he's like, oh, I want the one with the dick in it. I'm gay. I want the one with the dick in it, obviously. And I was like, it just was so funny because he, it was like the stereotype that a person. An, an ignorant person would have of a gay person. He was like, "Yeah, I'll be that." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I'm gay, so everything I love is dicks. We just love dicks. That's what gay people do." We were like, "What?" He was such a character. It's so funny. Last night they got a question during the Q and A about uh, who everyone's favorite drag queen was. So me and the audience, I'm sitting there going, "This is for me." I know. I, I wanted to be save that question for when Lady comes up. She yeah. has some responses for you. At my segment, when I first started, I was too excited not to say anything. So I said, my real answer, which is Shea Coulee is going to win the next season. And they came up and they were like, so we had the drag queen question. I was like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really fun. But then it made me realize, oh, shoot, I need to find more people to talk to Drag Race about because this poor gay couple I just unloaded all of my opinions on this, these two poor people who were like, okay. I love the fact that they're like, I got a question about drag. And then five yeah. minutes later, they're like, we got to go. Yeah, exactly. Thank you okay. so much. That is precisely how it went. <laughs> I was the pat of the situation. Uh, I want to point out that 
with Pat, uh, I guess more close-minded people will be, they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, who cares about the gay pride parade? If you're gay, just be gay. It's not your personality. It's your sexuality. But Pat was like, no, no, no. It's my personality. My sexuality is my personality. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to celebrate that. that. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of gay people go through like an emergence phase too when they come out of the closet where they are kind of doubling down on their flamboyance because there's a bit of like, a, it's almost like the way Jarrett felt when he first got to talk about his esophagus for the first time to a new person. <laughs> he's like, he's stoked. And it's great, you know? Like, will he always be talking about his esophagus and nothing but? Like, no, he's yes. eventually gonna... I, well, no, sorry. Uh, I, I didn't, that's not where I thought that was going, Rob. I apologize. <laughs> He'll eventually, you know, find his own level of comfort with what it is, but there's mm -hmm. gonna be a period of time where he's, he's in that emergence uh, phase. So I'm all for that, and I think that's cool, too. And I love, you know, sort of a waxing and waning of coming into your masculinity, coming into your femininity. You know, I think there's space for all that. I like it. You know what, Rob, something you shared with me, which I, which I thought was very, very interesting is when we were talking about Caitlyn Jenner was in the news a lot. Uh, we were just talking about trans um, rights and issues have become so f forefront and there's a lot of aggressiveness with it. A lot of pushback and like, fuck you, you're fucking cisgendered. And you oh, pointed yeah. out that a, that a lot of people who are coming out in some way, they will often do this emergence period to find out who is going to be an issue hmm. because when you broadcast it that way, you kind of know where your enemies and your allies are. And uh, I, you were saying that you think that that, that was kind of happening on a, on a mass cultural uh, standpoint. I thought that was such an interesting thing that I, I hadn't really ever thought about um, and uh, really kind of opened my mind to, to a different way of thinking about stuff like that. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I like that. Do you guys mind if I tangent really quickly? Last episode, I brought up this testosterone supplement I showed it to everybody. And then while they were on the road, everybody did a video parody of it. So here is the link. If you want to see the video, it'll be in the description as well. And here are all of our individual videos. I started taking T-Drive. Every load is so much more massive. It's crazy. I've been using three capsules a day for T-Drive for about like a month now. And I'm shocked with the results. Like. I cannot believe how big my loads are. I've been using T-Drive for about two weeks now and my loads are fucking massive. It is weird and insane. And it also makes me feel a lot stronger, which is really helpful because I have to carry my loads out bucket by bucket to the dumpster every time I come. I've only been using T-Drive for a few days, but already I have noticed a lot more volume in my loads. I have a lot more energy. I hop out of bed every day. I have to hop out of bed every day. If I lay horizontal for too long, my loads will drown me. That's what happened to my last girlfriend. That's why we're not together anymore. But my new girlfriend loves my new loads. That's what she told me from the ceiling. T-Drive saved my family. My husband and I were both struggling to put food on the table. Thanks to T-Drive and my husband's mega Godzilla loads, I can feed my family for two weeks. Mm. Thanks, T-Drive. If anybody can hear this, if anybody is out there, Ever since T-Drive took over the market two years ago, there's the loads. The loads have gotten so big. They've already taken over my family. They've drowned my neighborhood. If anybody is still out there who's not on T-Drive, please, please, there are others like us. Come to 221 North Street and, and maybe we can start a new... Oh no, oh, no they're here. You're already no, no, T Drive, no, no, T Drive, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> uh, anything else for the catch up, or should we get to these bits, y'all? Let's get to these bits. What's the order for today? Uh, oh, you know, okay, so I have an order for today, but okay. because Rob is so exhausted and doing all this stuff on, on tour, I wanted to ask. Would you feel better if you went last and you had a little time to chill or would you feel better to do yours now and get it out of the way? Ooh, thank you for the option. And you cannot go take, in the middle. I will take last. <laughs> <laughs> Rob takes last. Actually anticipated that. All right. Our order this week is Jarrett, Brett, Rob. 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 Hey. Okay. Here's my joke. You guys ready? Ready. I was reading about all of these politicians on the January 6th committee pleading the fifth. And I find pleading the fifth very interesting. So when you plead the fifth, you're saying, I 
have to tell the truth. I'm under oath. But if I do, then you will know that I'm guilty of a crime. And so we've allowed people to say, plead the fifth instead. And then you don't have to do that. But I don't understand why we let that happen. Like, why is it okay? Why are why is it sacred that you not tell on yourself? As it stands, it's kind of coy. Like you're in a room full of people whose job it is to punish criminals. And you're saying, I did a crime, but I'm not telling what it is. I will say it's related to the question you just asked me. But aside from that, my lips are sealed. It's a little bit like legal Marco Polo. It's like, where were you on August 2nd? I plead the fifth. Ooh, okay. So what happened on the second? All right. Hmm. Were you in New York? No. Chicago? No. Boston? I plead the fifth. Oh, okay. It happened in Boston on the second. All right. This is fun. I like this. That's and so that's my bits. I love that. Um, I would say that it's more like guess who than it's like Mark Polo. Ooh, Marco Polo. Yeah, yeah that's but, right. But uh, instead of it's guess who, it's like guess what? <laughs> <laughs> guess what I did. Yeah. <laughs> guess how? <laughs> were you now wearing we're, now glasses? We're just, now we're just playing Clue, you know? <laughs> Yeah, the one thing that I am not 100% sure about, or the one thing that I really want to flesh out is that first part, because it's like, I don't, I literally don't understand why we let this happen. It's like, if you yeah, did a I crime... You start from there. You don't need you any of the, the, the sixth stuff. Oh, yeah, no, I, that was just me thinking out loud. Oh, okay. Because I'm really curious about that. Like, if you are under oath, and if you tell the truth, you will go to jail for the thing that you just admitted to. But if you don't tell the truth, you could go to jail for perjury if they discover that you lied. Why, why are we letting people off of that Sophie's choice? Like, I don't understand what the benefit there yeah, is. Yeah, in Scrabble, if you challenge somebody because you think they spelled the word wrong, mm -hmm. if you're right, then they, they're, they're penalized. But if you're wrong, then you lose a turn. So how come <laughs> in the court of law? I... <laughs> Yeah, and in Contra... Uh, <laughs> I was keeping a board game thing going. Well, yeah, the board game is nice. I just liked how, you know... <laughs> how uh, my thought wasn't finished yeah. when I started it. <laughs> it's just like kind of childish examples. It's like, yeah, and when I have... When I'm eating Twizzlers, oh, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, what's the rationale there? And if there is a rationale, isn't there a rationale? Like, what can we do to make that... Um, I think it's to protect you when, when you're speaking on something that you're not necessarily being um, uh, charged with or you're not at court for that thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's what, yeah. so it's like you can get, you can tell the truth without worrying about fucking up your own thing so that we can get to the bottom of this other thing. Mm. So if I know about a murder and mm. somebody asks me about a time that I jaywalked, I can plead the fifth to that so that we can get right. to me telling about the murder. Okay. I guess yeah. I can understand They're Like, that. Oh, well I, I just bought a, uh, I, I know he stabbed that guy because I was buying an eighth of, uh, I was buying a kilo of cocaine off of his buddy when that happened. And you're like, mm -hmm. Oh wait, I don't want to tell you. I just bought a, a kilo of cocaine. <laughs> wait, so then how would you do that? So I saw him stab him because I bought a plead the fifth off of his friend. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Well, no, you, you would were, say I, I positive I saw him, and then the, the lawyer would say, "How do you know that?" And you, say, I, I plead the fifth. Or, I was yeah, doing if, something if, in if the you've neighborhood. You've been subpoenaed, so mm -hmm. like you, like I'm, I'm on trial, and I'm like, I, my, I know Brett was there, and I'm like Brett, we're gonna subpoena Brett, and Brett's like, I ain't fucking telling shit about shit. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not telling you anything about that night. I'm, it's so incriminating to me. I, I, I don't want to be part of this. He could just plead the fifth. And and everybody knows that involved, so he probably won't put him on the stand, or if he does, he won't he won't get anywhere with it. Um, that is the common way that I know it to be used. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not know well enough about like if you yourself are in your own case. You know, uh, I think you have to answer the questions there. I, I'm pretty sure, unless. I think what happens too is sometimes you don't want to answer a question because you don't want to incriminate yourself about yet a different thing. Mm -hmm. I think that mm -hmm. can also happen where you're like, hey, I'm on trial for this murder, not for... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm on trial for possession. You're not going to get me on that murder. <laughs> uh, so I think that's what it is, which is my only drawback to this joke, but I think that... No, but yeah, I, I think it's a smoking mirror joke, which I think is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the meat and potatoes is... The next is the second part, you right. know, where it's like talking about it being coy, talking about it being yeah. like, guess yeah. who? You don't have to say, yeah. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. You could mm -hmm. just say, it just, it seems like, you like, mm -hmm. you could understand why and also be like, but it kind of seems like this. And yeah. then go into the, the, the meat and potatoes. Anything well, else for this funny. bit, y'all? I think the word plead is funny. 
It's not I take the fifth. It's like, please. <laughs> Can I have Fifth Amendment? Please, Your Honor. <laughs> it's a little bit like Oliver. Just like, may I have some Fifth Amendment? <laughs> the Fifth Amendment? Please, sir. Just a tiny piece of the Constitution. <laughs> you have may so I have much to some, spare. Some rights, please. <laughs> yeah, I plead I the mean, fifth. I don't uh, mind. Uh... No, what do you say? I pretty plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, no, now what right. do we say? Thank you for the fifth. <laughs> no, we say nothing because we put the fifth. Right, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> now, what do we say? No, I'm, I'm going to cut this. Uh, I, I'm not going to do another bit, so my section, my section will be really short. But here's something I didn't want to talk about. I list, I watched a really bad movie uh, while I was high the other day called The Quest with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it's bad for like a whole bunch of hilarious reasons. Like I recommend it if you're looking for a movie to roast. But something that I that nobody else that I know that watched this movie is talking about is how the score has a section that is identical to a portion from Les Mis. And what? I was like, I don't know how you can watch this and not hear, look down, look down, you're standing on his grave, as like John Claude Game is like kicking and splitting, <laughs> you know, doing stuff. And I was like, how, how, why is anybody talking about this? And his name is also Jean. <laughs> <laughs> the composer was like, who's in this? <gasps> I who am I? Who is Jean-Claude he? Van Damme. <laughs> Instead of lifting up the cart, he like he like kicks it. <laughs> he does like a roundhouse kit and he gets the cart off him. Round a man your age. Kick. Roundhouse kicking a cart. You make me think of a man. Roundhouse kick. I've never wished I've I had seen Les Mis as much as <laughs> let's go. Now. Do you remember years and years ago we were gonna go see Les Mis together, Brett? I remember that we were going to go see a show together, but I didn't remember that it was Les Mis. It was Les Mis. I love Les Mis. And I could, I, I would love to rewrite all of Les Mis to make it about Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> That'll be my next turn next week, guys. Take care. All right. That's it for me. Thank you so much, everybody. Namaste. All right. Great joke. Namaste. <laughs> all right. Next up, we got a bread truck. Okay. Um, I got two iterations of this joke. I'm going to give you the economical one first. Uh, it sucks when your logical friend gets depressed because they make really good points. You're like, come on, buddy. Share what's on your mind. And then they do. And you're like, oh, I think I'm depressed too now. <laughs> Is that about you? Are you the logical friend? Uh, I was thinking about like, I was trying to look into therapy and stuff like that. And then I had this weird fear of like, if I give like my deepest concerns, I'm never just going to be like, I'm afraid of this. I'm going to be like, I'm afraid of this. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. And then I just kind of pictured the therapist being like, oh, well, don't. That's fine. And then like going home being like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is some some arrogance for me. Like I could actually do that. But I, I just thought it made me laugh. Had, you know, a similar like you know, thought of that where, you know, if I'm like going back and forth and I'm just like, yeah, but I'm not I'm not catastrophizing this is the thing. It's A, B, C, D, E. Like, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as if I'm affecting the therapist, be like, Jesus Christ, he's right. <laughs> Such a funny concept. It's so great. You've, you Have you had that actual experience? I've had, I've had that exact, like, thought. Like, it has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, well, oh, uh, yes, there was one, there was one no, my instance. My fear was It was, was 100% based. right. Okay. Where, like, because she was like, well, obviously, blah, blah, not that. And I go, yeah, well, what I'm saying is this, this, and that, and that. And she was like, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <Just>, like... <laughs> It was really funny. I was like, no, I'm crazy. I'm saying terrible things, right? No, man. I I mean, I I thought of that because I was like that. I was thinking about it for myself, but I was like, I bet. I, I did think I was like, I bet Rob would have this same issue. It, it, it was so funny to me. But I was and like, it's probably I'm just making it up. But now, now I'm like, OK, I'm never going to therapy. <laughs> well, the, the, the problem, I mean, one of the one of the really sad things that people go through when they're when they're very clinically depressed is that there is something definitely chemically going wrong in their head and, and it's causing them. Uh, this lack of ability to enjoy things. Uh, they don't see a future. Everything is very hopeless. Everything is very bleak, whether or not um, the actual facts of their life seem to to bear that out. But on top of that, yeah, some real very significant triggers can actually cause 
some depressive episodes. So you can go into a therapy session, have all these catastrophic thinking and, and all these things that should be dealt with, you know, medically and in, in some kind of way. But then you can also just be dead right. <laughs> you could be like, look, you know, so-and-so is dead. This person left me. Like, I'm not doing well. Like, there's so many real mm-hmm. things in my life that are just, like, legitimately, like... You know, I'm. I'm <laughs> it's going to take me forever. I'll never get back to the place where I'm going to be. And the person will be like, "Yeah, that's true." <laughs> but yeah, so it's 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 hard. I don't think that should be the reason you discount therapy because, like, it isn't always about finding an answer. Sometimes it's about talking about it. That's yeah. fair. Jared's, Sometimes uh, it's about talking. But I don't want to do. No, no. My, my concern is not. Oh, they won't heal me. My concern is that I'm now going to spread my unhappiness <laughs> right. to somebody else. At least with me, I know when I when I hit depressive episodes, I can get myself out of it. But I don't know that they can. <laughs> now I'm imagining Brett. He's like Hannibal Lecter. He's sitting there and he's in a <laughs> plastic cage. And they keep on sending therapists. They have to. Everyone. They all kill themselves. Every therapist is dead. Every one of them <laughs> choked on their own tongue. <laughs> I like this reality. There's just something because we because it we know it's logical and we know that it's real, but we don't know what it is. But in my mind, the only thing that could do that is like climate change. But that's assuming that ev- no therapist has ever heard of climate change before. And so Brett just t- explains climate change to therapists and they're like, oh, my God. Here's the more the wordier version, because I was like, oh, it's a fun idea. Maybe I could flush it out a little bit more. So uh, it sucks when your logical friend gets depressed because they make really good points. Like if you try to talk about it, then you just get depressed, too. You're like, everything will be, be OK. You, you could talk to me about it, buddy. And they're like. Oh, wow. I guess I, I really never thought about meaningless like that before. Well, I think I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> I, was just, I, was, I was fixated on the word meaningless. I, th- I, I wanted to like fill in what some, just like a glimmer of what did this person say. Mm-hmm. So we're only seeing about. the half of the conversation of the person listening to the logical right. friend, right? right? I think you need to show us more of that journey. Because right okay. now it just goes from, from, hey, you can talk to me ah, about anything, okay. and then being super depressed. But hey, man, you can talk about anything. Oh, 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 I never thought about meaninglessness like that. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I actually got what I was going to say was I got lost. I wasn't sure who was speaking. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I've fucked it up a little bit, but I think it's it's safe to say that the so economical version is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I think it's I think it's nice. And I like that it's um, just structure, just a note on structure. I like that it's a, a, a your logical friend. That's cool. Even if you felt like you had that thought yourself, I think that's a smart move to make it someone else because uh, that's just that, – that, it's good because, you know, you're – there is almost like a smugness if you were to say it yourself. I would I would have to kind of get past a little bit, for right? Sure. So that was just a clever a clever mm-hmm. adjustment there. What's the what's the economical version again? It sucks when your logical friend gets depressed because they make really good points. You're like, come on, buddy, share what's on your mind. And then they do, and you're like, oh, I think I'm depressed too now. Yeah, for, I don't know how you how you uh, thread this needle, but I think the it's like a funny idea that they have like a. Goodwill hunting style, like sadness algorithm that they walk you through and it's like impeccable. And so you can't not be sad after learning it. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. Sadness algorithm. Brett, question about yeah. your joke. Do you have any thought to actually explain anything that like an act out where you are explaining something that is depressing, that you know is depressing, but you also know is logically sound. And so thus, you know, you feel comfortable kind of teasing that out on stage. Um, I think I would have the same fear that I would with actually going to a therapist in that I would depress the audience. That's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) So if this word economical version works, I think Mm -hmm. I'm probably just going to stick with that and maybe we'll see how it does. Um, I have a show tomorrow. I'll probably try it out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I'll I'll, I'll add a little bit more onto it. Maybe I'll find some needle that I can thread that has a good mm-hmm. logical point where I, I think it won't actually emotionally affect the audience <laughs> after the show. <laughs> do you do you have any inkling to go ahead and do that what you just said as your joke? Where you can say the joke, it gets oh, a laugh. That's really you can funny. be like, I have an ex- <laughs> I used to do an example of this. I used to do an act out, but it was also too depressing. <laughs> too many of my audiences killed themselves. And when I came back the next year I couldn't sell any tickets. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Anything else for Brett Drake, everybody? No, but thanks, guys. Great stuff. All right. Thank you, Brett. 
And next up, we have got me talking about the Patreon, patreon.com slash ITA pod. <laughs> Excellent additional content on there, fan only content, additional tiers where you get really cool stuff from us, patreon.com slash ITA pod. Join for as little as a dollar a month. Next up, we got a Rob Ryan. All right. Thank you guys. I had this urge to bring what I believe I just bring back a bit. Ooh. I'm not, I'm not actually too certain because I've, I've had this bit a long time ago and I liked it. I still think it's sound. What it was based around was this idea that people have a tough time, like understanding uh, internal struggles and problems with people, you know, whether it's, you know, like anxiety, depression, maybe irritable bowel syndrome, uh, and and obviously most notably, like people will not c get around the idea of someone being homosexual or trans. And I just, I find it so weird that humans have this strong sense of like seeing is believing and that we believe that we're comfortable with far crazier things just because it manifests in a visual way. For example, I've, w I've wanted to make the point that like people out there do not believe that trans people exist. They think that they're lying. They think that it, that there's something, you know, going on that that's wrong or they're just not telling the truth or it's guys dressing up in wigs or whatever fucking problem they have. I was like, but they're totally fine that twins walk around. Twins, people who are just the same, just two of the same human walking around. Like if I, if you did not know what a twin was and I had to explain a twin to you, I think you'd be like, okay, buddy, sure. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's two of them. So there's the one person and then the exact same human being also exists. They're the same age. They're the same everything. And it's like, no, 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 no. Um, but because we see twins, we're just like, oh, yeah, that's just two identical human beings that walk around the planet. Yeah, of course. But that guy ain't a girl. I'm sorry. That I'm not. I'm not going to So that was the like original thought. And I remember I said it to some people and it was just like this light bulb moment. Like, yes, that's true. It's just weird. So I kept on kind of going down that path. What I wound up landing on as well were these uh, pretty famous conjoined twins. Because then I want to go into conjoined twins and be like, not only that, then there's, I mean, talk about like, that's not possible. That's not science. You're either biologically male or biologically female. And I'm like, okay. But what about the people who are just fused together? Like, can we talk about those people? Like, obviously, there's weirder stuff out there to wrap our minds around that we just instantly do. So uh, what's her name? It's Abigail and uh, something Hensel. And uh, these are conjoined twins, but she has uh, they just have one body. They share a body and they have two heads. So, uh, and they were like on Oprah back in like the nineties, they're like, whatever, in their thirties now, they're teachers. And, uh, I just wanted to like, my original joke that I did a long time ago was just fixating on the fact that there is a two headed woman walking around and we're just like, yeah, I mean, that's a two headed lady, you know? <laughs> and I really want Abigail and, and I forget her sister's name, uh, to come out as trans. Cause I just want that mind fuck for people to be like, there's no way that two headed lady is a two headed boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is not possible. Uh, so anyway, so this is the kind of playground, the sandbox that I'm playing in, and I'm just wondering if you have any sort of free association ideas that are that is in this vein. Oh, okay. Just a quick edit on on getting into it. I know you're, you're, the the wording is loose, oh, sure, but, sure, sure. but just we are visual creatures. Um, yeah, that's, that's a is a is a good way to get into it, which is why we have so much trouble with things that we can't see going on with people. I had two thoughts. One is complain about twins the way that people complain about trans people, like. Wait, so there's two people who are the exact same? Well, that's not fair if they play sports then, you know? Like, how, <laughs> how are they supposed to know who to guard? What, a basketball team is six people now? Like, that's... Oh, that would be... If they got the scrutiny that they get, like, there's no way to tell. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. You could go into the locker room. Okay, you're exhausted. You just played You just, You just. just played the first quarter. And then guess what? His twin comes out and he plays quarter two. And nobody Completely can tell because he got the same DNA. Feels great. 
Not tired <laughs> at all. <laughs> we need to be taking, uh, actually, the blood test won't even work, right? Second idea, just real, real dumb one where you're like, like, there's no way that man is a woman. And you want to be like, dude, there are people who aren't even two people. <laughs> that being the conjoined twins. Yes, yes. Yeah. That is excellent, too. I love that. I, I feel like there's something in when you're giving the examples of like, you're going, this, this crazy thing exists. And then to come back to, but like, that's not a woman. He has a beard. Like she has a beard. She can't have, it can't be a woman. Like just so, some simple, like, but it's visual, but it's obvious, you know? Yeah. That can't be um, a they. It's got two arms and two legs. Yeah. And two heads. You know, it's a they. <laughs> oh, yes. I did have some, some, yeah, like rewrite pronoun joke. I forget exactly how I put it, but mm. you remind me that, that that was something I definitely wanted to do because yeah. I'm like, yeah, like they they go like, like and th she goes by they, them, just so you know, or something along those lines where Abigail That's and Br really Brittany, funny. Brittany and Abigail wow. Hensel, like uh, they're they, them. This goes into now when Jared and I were on the road, I had some other machination about how I feel guilty that I think that part of the reason that trans people are there is a revolution they're getting like some of more of the rights that they deserve is because they're hotter because the, the technology is there that they can get better surgeries and they can actually and I feel like people back in the what? 80s and 90s were just like what get out the fuck out of here and now they're just like what, what was, I, was I not giving you rights that's crazy that's nuts I'm, I'm gonna give a cup of coffee and which leads into we are visual creatures it's because hotter yes. people are you know right uh, treated mm. better uh, but anyway the logic of it is I I am, I think is there, and I actually feel saddened by it. I do feel like it was kind of difficult to not have one thing with the other, whereas people would not accept someone who just says, "Hey, I'm six foot four, I have a beard, but trust me, I'm a woman. I don't have money." By the way, the problem still persists. You know, obviously, poor people cannot transition in the elegant, well, whatever, for lack of a better term, in the elegant way that someone like uh, Caitlyn Jenner can transition. And that's sad. That's a problem, especially since the treatment that they get is so inextricably linked to how good they look, right? So now if you are a beautiful trans woman, you will be treated differently than if you are someone who has a five o'clock shadow and can't, you know, and doesn't have hormone therapy and can't do all the things, but, but you're still trying to act a certain way. Um, so, you know, there's, there's kind of like a... Um, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a health risk there too, for people who can't transition well because of how of a visual creatures we are. I don't know. Am I making sense here? When, what the, yeah. What Maybe to fix income inequality, what we need to do is stop putting money into impoverished areas, areas and start giving them makeovers because <laughs> then poor people will be taken seriously more. We had a hot. similar idea. There is, there is something very, I mean, that's super real. Like, if you want to help a homeless guy get a job, what, what do you give him? The, take a shower, shave, put on a suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. You're going to get a job. much more likely to get a job that way. That's right. Yeah. What have we changed? We, it's been have to do with me. We actually talked about that the first time that Barab brought this <laughs> joke up, where he was like, this is how we can get people to start caring about the climate. It's like, oh, man, the climate is so hot these days. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. I had a thought uh, of, like, I don't know, it kind of makes me laugh to th think of an outlier blind guy who still like has the, the like he should he should like he should have none of that visual stuff. Yeah, people are right? trying to say, oh, you don't understand. She looks good. <laughs> da, 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 da. I don't buy it. <laughs> it's so weird because this of all the things said, this makes me the most uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm cool with my premise. I'm cool with everything I said. But for some reason, this thing where a blind guy's like, nah. <laughs> I mean, I think the element of a blind person and how that would weigh into there is funny. I'm just I don't know where the funny direction to take that is. But I it's, think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> just to be clear. But I'm like, ooh, that's uh, that's so weird. Yeah, that's so great. I, I love that angle where you're just like. You're blind, so it's like, can you believe these 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 men are saying they're ladies now? And he's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Why don't you just believe them? <laughs> wait, wait about this. It feels like a lady to me. <laughs> yeah, I think more more likely the blind person would ne would have never had a problem with it. Oh yeah, that's that's realistic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to be like, what is a funny? What, right. what tickles me? Let me know what you think about the 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 the, the poignant moment here. 
where because uh, I don't really have this kind of worked out in my head either. I wanted to kind of keep on with the uh, Brittany Abigail thing and basically say like what you're pushing for, right? What, what what people against trans people are pushing for is to deny is to try to conform and make people more like, well, make them more like me. And I said, so I'm just curious. Here's a girl. Here's a girl. Keep on this. <laughs> here's a, here are these, these two sisters. Or maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have to make a decision about this, whether I'm going to just like comically refer to her as a person with two heads, which is a little unfair, but whatever. Here's a person with two heads. <laughs> do you want to go ahead and do you think the solution is then to make this person a one-headed person, right? And if so, who whose head goes? Do you want to kill this first person or this second person? Because you're trying to make, you're, you're saying that's abnormal and God would not have done that. God does not make those kinds of mistakes or God, or God does not like do that or whatever. And so then the plan is you got to kill this person. But obviously that makes no sense because that, that doesn't, these are two different people. This is, this is who they are. They are um, these two people. And so to tell a trans person to just be a guy or just be a girl and not do that, like you're, you're killing them. You are, you are, you are chopping off of like one of their, their head, you know, you have to kill that person. You, there's no, there's no way around it. And that's the, that was the thought that I had. <clears throat> I just had another thought that might de derail this whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. But if you were to change this argument um, from being trans or the, the subject from being trans mm -hmm. to mental health issues, mm -hmm. you would sidestep a lot of the choppy waters. And then you would also have a split personality thing, which is perfectly contrast with like somebody may ha like have a split personality mm -hmm. and people would be like, you've been weird. But yeah, then when we there are literally two it. people, I could see two heads there are there are literally two different personalities. People are like, yeah, that's my teacher. Oh, 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 oh. So instead of talking about, I see, I see. So we're not we're not mentioning trans issues. Instead, we're just. Talking uh, about I don't know. I don't issues. know. It just it, it. I just had that's, that thought right there, and I was like, I guess this really. I mean, it feeds into the whole the, the whole universe of what you're saying, which is right. right. Uh, we don't we don't anything that's going on internally. We don't respect. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Best yeah. case scenario, you could use that as a stepping stone to trans issues. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's also true too. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a that's a good point. Yeah, maybe right, that'd be right. a good point. We do that in the first to get in, and it, it gets the point across. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, then you get another choppy one. I like that a lot, actually. All right, savvy. Cool. Anything else for Rob? Uh, that's all for me. But great stuff. I love yeah, it. It's, great it, bits it feels like a it feels like a uh, a premise you could bring back several times. There's so much to flesh out with it. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the help, guys. All right. Well, in that case, Brett, do you know what time it is? It's time for Leedy to show us what she's been up to. Was she doing <laughs> crime? Was she saving people from crime? No, she was drawing the podcast. The two options are doing <laughs> crime or saving people from crime. I love it. Some of uh, oh. some of these I might need you guys to read the text because I'd rather not read it out loud in this lobby. All okay. right, that's fine. Uh, right. Whoa, that's too crazy for me. <laughs> that bag. Because Rob literally said I was painting him like that, so I decided to do it. Uh. We have Rob uh, being held out uh, a purse here, and uh, <laughs> uh, or you know just a messenger a bag. Satchel, he's, he's like, no, that that is just too crazy. <laughs> Which is exactly reality. That's yeah, exactly how I reacted. I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> and I have. <laughs> <laughs> We've got me on a lawnmower driving down the highway, snowing my pants. <laughs> Because I'm so broke. <laughs> it looks like he's crocheting his pants. I can't tell. Yeah, exactly. kind of. I don't know. <laughs> uh, which we've established machines cannot do. Only that's right. That's right. Yes, mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, then I have esophagus right. <laughs> we got a nice drawing of Jared here holding his esophagus rights flag. It is a, uh, a pink, uh, green uh, flag, and it has the outline of a person and their esophagus. Yep. Yeah. Esophagus awareness. It's important, everybody. The color choice <laughs> is my favorite part of this. <laughs> I think this is the one that I need someone to read the text. So here we go. Please, officer, all I did was talk to the audience and then they killed <laughs> themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you say to them? 
I paid the bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Nice combination. This is me behind bars trying to explain why uh, all the audience is dead. Uh, all right. And then I think last but not least, I have Rob, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just really run down, honestly. Rob, you're bleeding. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and that is it from me. I love it. Uh, finally, we have a Rob uh, zoomed in on, and then obviously you heard the dialogue. Are you okay? Zooms out. He is bleeding, and then he kind of looks around and he goes, "Ah." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I said I'm really run down. I don't know what you think that means. <laughs> Awesome. Lady, where can people find you? You can find me on all the social media under just my name, BD Corbin. And please subscribe to my Patreon because rent is a lot. You hear that? A new bum in Canada who wrote, damn, the girl is pretty. Hey, girl. What? Me? Well, a new bum in Canada wrote that about you. Unless he assumed one of us was uh, trans. He's a new bum. Uh, I'm not interested. No, just kidding. Thank you. Uh, I only want a bum who knows what he's doing. Old bums. <laughs> Thanks, new bum. You're you're accurate. Oh, I don't know where any of the shelters are. Get real, Labo. <laughs> thank you all for joining us. Uh, thank you. We, we did get some comments on Reddit. Um, none of them were nice, except for that last one. So I'm not going to read them. Uh, this was probably right. our last Reddit live stream, but it was fun to try it out. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for watching. Uh, Thanks a lot, Reddit. Reddit, you broke Brett's heart. Outro goes here. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching. Check back every Monday for new episodes, or you can listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you want to help support the show, tell your friends how much you like Is This Anything. Or get involved, like an episode, share, comment, subscribe. If you want more Is This Anything, you got to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash itapod. We have a ton of awesome exclusive content on there, and you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Check out the links in the description, and hopefully we'll see you next week.